And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this week, I feel like we should uh, rig an election. Um, who are, who are we rigging the election for? Um, well, I hear uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to run again. No, probably not. <laughs> um... I don't know. Who would we want to be a good candidate for mayor? Oh, I like the Simpsons man. The Simpsons man? Okay. We'll rig the next election for the Simpsons man to be mayor (laughs) of Springfield. Which one? I don't know. (laughs) There are several Springfields in the United States. Yes. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure if we got him elected as mayor of one of those Springfields, he would turn the entire town into springfield usa (laughs) yeah uh so i I think i'd like to to point out uh this episode deals a lot with with politics obviously on this show we try to you know not talk about politics because it's divisive so um i think we can both agree we'll do our best to to stay away from that as long as it's within good humor yes we'll we'll keep it okay and to be fair to this episode, I, I think I feel like a majority of the Simpsons writers at this time probably were more left leaning. I don't know what their staff is like now, uh, but this is heavily making fun of the Republican Party. Um, so, but obviously we'll do our best to you know not Make talk fun about of the politics. Republican Party. Okay, got it. Yes. Okay. Cool. I like where your head's at. All right, so this week we have Season 6, Episode 5, Sideshow, Bob Roberts. Mm. And uh, this title is a reference to the film Bob Roberts, and it was a 1992 film following the epitomous politician suggesting that success comes from shady deals, hypocrisy, and deceit. Wow, boy, this that that (laughs) title, you know, of all the Simpsons titles lately, this one... Got it right on the nose. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I like that. Yeah, they did. A, I feel like they did a good job getting this one right on the nose. Now, the fact that Sideshow Bob was running for mayor kind of helped. Yes. <laughs> this yes. Whole, whole, whole That's thing. probably why they, they did it this way, because the fact that Sideshow Bob is kind of the central figure in, yeah. in about half of this episode. But, but, okay, to be fair, isn't Mayor Quimby just as. <laughs> Republican leaders. Well, we'll get to a quote about that. Okay, because I'm like, I mean, can you normally have two Republicans run on the same <laughs> ticket? Oh, yeah. I guess you could. As for mayor, I guess you could. For president, you can't. No. Right? Well, theoretically, you could if the one Republican that was r- opposing the other Republican ran as a Democrat. Because um, well, there yeah, is you can sen- only have one or the other. Yeah, like there's Senator Joe Manchin, who he claims to be a Democrat. And that's how all I'm going to leave it at that. Gotcha. All right. So this uh, episode aired October 9th, 1994. And our recap, Sideshow Bob runs for mayor as a candidate of Springfield's Republican Party and wins. Not not very well, but no. he won for for now. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I it's kind of funny that uh 
it's so weird. I mean, we'll get into it. Is it yeah. we'll, we'll we'll touch on it now. We'll get into it in the episode. Yeah. Um. So, but the weird thing for this week, this was like the first week where there's no chalkboard gag, no couch gag. It's just the title card right to the TV and the credits. That's it. Yeah. So I was reading up on it. Apparently Fox, this was Fox's decision because it was such a long episode that, I mean, they, I mean, usually the, you know, just the chalkboard and couch gang alone is couch gag alone is like what? 15 to 20 seconds. If that like, it's crazy. This is like one of like three. This is one of a a, a hand a handful of uh, Simpsons episodes that don't have a chalkboard gag or a couch gag. Yeah, I mean nowadays it's all title card to TV or even yeah. title card to the episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's wow. like nothing anymore. It's like they ran out of a uh, chalkboard and uh, couch gag ideas. I mean, 700 plus episodes. Yeah. I mean, considering the first five seasons, half of the couch gags were repeats anyways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, where are all these makeup ones? They could have had them all, <laughs> all now. Yeah. So this week uh, it opens up and uh, we hear no sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. <laughs> and that is the KBBBL uh radio station theme song or is it just for this or is it just for this no i i would think it's for the entire radio station which is weird because they do play rock music yeah they do play music right i think so it's not just a talk radio station they have the dj unless they unless they fire the dj 3000 or i don't know it's kind of weird i guess we'll have to keep an eye out for future radio station songs but yeah to my knowledge at least as of this episode they still had you know yeah. songs Music. yeah i mean yes they had their djs and they did their banter and talk and stuff like that but maybe but even first... then even then they still play music in between the banter exactly and well i mean any radio station doesn't matter where they always have like our to four hour blocks for the oh, yeah. dj slash talk show whatever it is yeah so it's kind of weird that that would be their slogan yeah so uh we see homer is at work uh eating donuts and listening to talk radio on kbbl and we get springfield's favorite conservative and author of the well-selling book only turkeys have left wings <laughs> and if you don't get that joke i'm not explaining it <laughs> um and his name is birch barlow and uh birch barlow is a parody of conservative talk show host uh, who's no longer alive, uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, while his first name is a possible reference to the far-right John Birch Society, which it would make sense, I mean, the, given the context of this episode. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Lenny and Carl uh, uh, come in, and uh, they uh, come into Homer's work area. <laughs> yeah. And Carl is like, oh, Barlow's a right-wing crackpot. And Lenny's like, Homer, switch the station. He's because uh, Lenny's like I consider myself politically correct, and Barlow's <laughs> views make Lenny uncomfortable. Yep. Um, uh, being politically correct doesn't. I mean, <laughs> that's the joke. It doesn't have anything to do with politics. No. Nope. Well, and in this day and age, it does. But um, why? 
why would Lenny and Carl care if they don't like what Homer is listening to in his area? Do what they eventually do and just leave. Exactly. I mean, like, but that's the weird thing about even society now. People will bitch about you listening or talking about oh, yeah. shit and comment. Well, that's the problem with social media in general. Yeah. You people would literally have to comment on shit they don't like when they could just leave it alone. If yeah, you don't like it, a... scroll on. Oh yeah, no, there, there, uh, there's a YouTube uh, channel that I watch, uh, a guy that displays video games, and I was reading the comments the other night, and this guy was bitching about the the video game, you know, content, and somebody's like, "Well, then why are you watching?" Well, exactly. <laughs> like, jeez. So, again. so, so even in the '90s when it was just radio, yeah. people still did it. Yeah. And uh, Homer Homer tells them that he's not really political, uh, and he feels people who vote are fruity. <laughs> okay, uh, but Homer says Barlow speaks to him. But as Homer is talking to Lenny and Carl, Lenny and Carl leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the reason uh, I believe Barlow really speaks to Homer's soul is that they're both fat slobs who eat donuts. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds about right. Even though Homer doesn't realize he is eating donuts. I guess you can yeah. hear him over the radio, but. Yeah. Well, because they do like a, a dissolve transition from Homer to yeah. Barlow and they're <laughs> they're doing the same thing. Yep. And so now we get uh, uh, host, Bar host Birch Barlow's signature sign on. Good morning, fellow freedom likers. Birch Barlow, the fourth branch of government, the 51st state. Um. <laughs> And I, I like what the fifty first state be DC, uh, that <laughs> right that or Puerto Rico exactly. So shouldn't he be like the fifty second state? Correct or fifty third state? Correct. Yeah, come on, man, get with the uh, times, bro. And so uh, Barlow says there are three things in Springfield that they will never get rid of. <laughs> the bats in the library and we, we get a cut we get a cut scene to the library where some guy opens up the the, the little card drawer thing and bats fly out at you him. know you know not to be not to be uh a f ghostbusters fanatic but i think oh. it would have been funnier if they did in the ghosts in the library if they uh. opened up the drawer and the library ghost from uh the first uh, ghostbusters flew out that would have yeah. been funny yeah but that's not the joke um the second thing that Springfield will never get rid of is Mrs. <laughs> McFreely's compost heap. And we get another cutscene with, with Mrs. McFreely sitting on her porch, watching over her heap with a shotgun in hand. Yep. And, and to be fair, you know, compost heaps are nice. Not in the middle of your yard where everyone can see them. True. They, they more, they're they better in your backyard. Yeah. Well, I know. I, well, I don't know if her cousin Alex still has it, but uh, her house when she moved in had like this huge garden, but then off to the side, she had a compost heap. I'm assuming she still has it. Hmm. But but again, you're right. It's in the backyard. Exactly. And the third thing they're never going to get rid of is their six-term mayor. That's a lot of terms for a mayor, but I feel like I didn't look this up, and maybe I should have, but I don't think there are term limits for mayors. I don't think so. I think you could be mayor as long as until you get voted out, really. Voted out, retire, decide not, not to run again. Now, mayor terms are still four years, or are they two Correct. years? Correct. Four years. I believe they, I believe they are four. You uh, vote for mayor every four years. So he's been mayor of Springfield now for 24 years. 
That 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 would be my assumption. That's a lot of years of God. Yeah. Man, um, I, I I think I'd want to retire. I well, <laughs> to be fair, um, there was a mayor here in Green Bay who uh, was here. God, he was mayor when I think I started college, and he didn't leave until I think he I think he left last year. So does that make it three terms, twelve years? Something like that. Uh, let's see. God, there are would... yeah there. Oh, two consecutive terms. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't want term limits. Um, two year. Uh, looks like maybe two year term with a four term limit is in San Diego. But I'm guessing uh, that's but, just state law. Because well, that's city. I think it's city by city because Philadelphia. Uh, is limited to two four-year terms. Chicago has no mayoral terms. San Antonio has a two-year term with a four-term limit. So I think it, I think it varies by city. So so basically, Quimby. Well, okay. So they obviously have mayoral elections. Yes, correct. Because that's what this episode's about. No, no, no. I'm just saying Springfield. Obviously, like like he's not a dictator mayor. Of, yeah. of Springfield, he actually yeah. gets reelected every two every, to four years. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So basically, uh, he's been so he's been serving between twelve and twenty four years. Yeah. Depending. So if on, it's yes. two, yeah. Depending on what Springfield's laws are on mayor. Okay, so twelve terms. years isn't half bad. I guess. No, twenty four <laughs> would be a lot. But again, the mayor of Green Bay, Mayor, uh, mayor Schmidt, I think he was here. From 2008 until 2000, uh, 2020, if I remember correctly. So, but I believe yeah. the mayor the mayor for Green Bay is a four-year term. So that's, yeah, so that's 12 years. Three, th- three, three terms. Three terms, yeah, 12 yeah. years. So, yeah, I mean, good God. If I was Mayor Quimby, I'd be like, you meet the hell out of here. Yeah. So Mayor Quimby, for some reason, is also listening to Birch Barlow. Maybe <laughs> there's nothing really else to listen to. And Barlow calls Mayor Quimby Ill- illiterate. Tax cheating, wife swapping, pot smoking, <laughs> spendocrat. Well, first of all, illiterate. Okay, I'm. That's that's kind of not good. Tax cheating hey, is I'm obviously no illiterate. <laughs> tax tax cheating, not a good look. Wife swapping. Your life, you do whatever the hell you want. I don't think Mayor Quimby really wife swaps though. He just cheats he, on his wife. Yeah, he he's a wife cheater. Yeah. Pot smoking again. Hey, that's cool. He's hip. I mean, yep. this is 94. Pot, pot was a huge deal back in the mid-90s. Mayor Quimby's like, ah, screw that. Also, while he's listening, he is watering a pot plant yep. in his office, yep. which I thought was a great touch. Um, what does he spend money on, though? Yeah, he doesn't spend money. He hoards money, man. Yeah. Like, and so, Did you see? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. When uh, the well, well, I guess like the monorail episode, he was going to run, run away with yeah. money. Yeah, he wasn't gonna spend it on the city. He's gonna spend it on himself. Exactly. So I don't know what this guy thinks he's thinking—that he's a spendocrat. And and as as Steve, a hordocrat. Yeah. And as and as Steve already said, Mayor Quimby was like, "Hey, I'm no longer illiterate." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and so uh, Barlow blames hippies for Quimby being in office, and Barlow also wants to lock up the homeless. Uh, not touching that with a t- ten foot pole. Well, that second part, but uh, blaming hippies for Quimby. I don't think hippies would vote for Quimby. No, 
I don't, well, I mean, maybe because they all smoke pot. pot. Yeah. But, I mean, that that's where kind of at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, God, Mayor Quimby's more of a Republican than he is a Democrat. Yeah. But maybe, Here's my... maybe, but maybe that's why he was listening to Barlow at the time, because he was yeah. like, oh, this guy doesn't, you know, he might yeah. talk shit, but now he's now he's going against me. Now, here's my question, though. So Quimby has been in has has been in in the office for six terms. Has he run unopposed every single time? I don't know. That's the weird thing. You don't think anyone else in Springfield would want to go up against him? Yeah. Maybe Disco Stew. Disco Stew. (laughs) We we haven't gotten Disco Stew yet. I don't believe we have. He has not been introduced. So now we cut. Now we cut back to the Simpsons house where Marge, Bart and Lisa are listening to Birch and Marge doesn't really like him uh, because he sounds controversial (laughs) and she doesn't want controversy in her house. That's that's fair. I don't like controversy in my house. No, no, nobody likes controversy. Uh, Well, I guess not everybody. There are some people (laughs) who love controversy Um, and Lisa is like, well, I don't like him either, but she's doing this for a school project on local politics. And I don't really think I started to learn about politics until like, I remember doing a little bit in fourth grade because that was an election year. Yeah. I believe that was 96. Yeah. 96. I would have been in fourth grade. So that was an election year. So we kind of talked you, you about did, it a you little vote bit. For class president in kindergarten and have Rosie O'Donnell come into your class and help <laughs> you. Oh wait, that was South Park. Never that mind. That was South Park. Like, when did you? Do you remember when you first started to learn about like elections and politics a little bit? I mean, fourth grade sounds pretty familiar for me. Because I remember we actually did. They had us vote for the president of the United States between Clinton and that like I I vaguely remember voting for I don't remember who I felt voted for at this point I was also in fourth grade I mean that seems pretty dumb for yeah for that but I mean we did social studies in fourth grade fifth grade and then on but as far as you know like second grade though that I why would you even touch you again? You wouldn't touch on that probably until middle school, yeah, but fourth exactly. grade. So it was, that's kind of weird on uh, Lisa's part. And then Bart, <laughs> Bart mocks Lisa for getting to do projects. He's like, ha ha ha, you're doing a project. And Lisa's like, well, what project are you working on? He's like, uh, a project on fireworks. And he holds up a bag <laughs> of them. Yeah. <laughs> and Marge takes them away. It's like, and then runs them underwater. What man? That sucks. Yeah, considering about what's about to happen. Yep. And then uh, she runs them underwater, and you know, Bart, don't lie. I mean, wouldn't I? Okay. First of all, Bart's not old enough to buy fireworks. Correct. I mean, well, maybe maybe at Homer buy him. But that's like, what I'm saying. So like, if so, if someone had to buy him for him, Homer would obviously be the obvious choice. Yeah. And why wouldn't? Bart, why, what's the point of keeping it a secret? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Cons- Considering what's about to happen next. <laughs> exactly. Like, he could have went up to Marge, been like, hey, Mom, I told the principal that I'd be bringing in some fireworks because some foreign principals are there yeah. looking at the school for some weird reason. <laughs> I... It's crazy. I I don't I don't really yeah. understand that. I, I like I kind of remember. Well, no, I don't think we ever had even like foreign exchange students in like 
Oh, we had foreign exchange students in in fourth elementary? grade. Elementary? Yeah, yeah. Fourth grade was uh, French. Oh, they had, I don't. Uh, I don't students. remember us ever having. At least in my class, I never remembered it. Yeah. No. 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 I remember that because I kind of wanted to do it, but you had to be in French class to do it. Oh. And I yeah. took Spanish. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we cut to the school where Skinner wants to do the send off for the foreign principals, and Bart was obviously supposed to bring yeah. fireworks, and he's given an F by Edna. <laughs> And the principals are like, um, oh, what a bad student. No, bad principal. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how that's necessarily a project, but if Bart was like, hey, I'll do this for you. But, see, that leads me to believe that Marge would have, you know, been told by Bart. Bart would have been like, dude, I got this cool thing I got to do. And the principal okayed. Well, first of all, the principal okayed it. It's not like it would have been a prank. No, it's just really weird. I just I don't get it. I think it was just done for the sake of the joke, but it really, really doesn't joke. Like, yeah, it's a dumb really joke. bad joke. Horrible. I don't like it. And I like how yeah. Edna just writes on a piece of paper. F. Like it says Bart S. F. Like, yeah. It's not even a handwritten <laughs> form of any kind. Just on a yeah. notepad. I don't get I don't get it. Yeah. It's really weird. It was... uh, so Homer and Lisa are listening to Barlow in the car. And because, uh, you know, on the way, like yeah. we listen to radio talk shows oh, on the way our way to school. Now, we never I, well, I never listened to talk radio on the way to school. I remember always listening to talk radio like on the weekends or if we drove down, like, you know, drove to, drove to a Cubs game. But like I always took oh, the Dad, bus. Well, I guess dad always brought me back to the office. So we always listen. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Talk radio. But, that but was I, wish, usually... I wish I had this uh, this conversation. Like this would have been a great conversation. But with. was it but wasn't that talk radio usually sports though? Yeah. So not the end not the end of the world. Now yeah. now I think dad listens to more political stuff because yeah. all the shit that he's commenting on Facebook and Twitter, which is weird. <laughs> Fuck. But anyways, moving um, on. But yeah, Homer and Lisa are listening to Barlow in the car and you know, Barlow calls Democrats Democrats and calls welfare smellfare. Yeah, I he's just a crazy yeah. kook. And yep. Lisa wants to listen to something else, but Homer says, when I'm <laughs> driving, we listen to what I want to listen to. When you drive, you can pick the radio station. Dude, I love this so much. And, and all of a sudden, you hear John Parr, St. Elmo's Fire playing, and we see Lisa driving the car. Lisa's got some good taste in music. Yep. Or it was the only thing on the radio station that yeah. wasn't Barlow. <laughs> Maybe. But, okay, here's... A, okay, so... Obviously, he's on KBBL, right? So apparently, there is a second radio station in the town of Springfield that we do not know about. Well, it's also possible there's a like it's a Shelbyville radio station. No, because yeah, yeah, yeah. because you can like depending on the frequency, you can like get stuff from like an hour to two hours away from you. Yep. So I want to know what radio station Lisa was listening to. Because it obviously wasn't KBBL. Well, I believe we eventually find oh, wait, out have, what the... Don't they have an 8-track player in that car? Maybe That maybe is Lisa, also possible. Maybe Lisa popped in an 8-track. That too. But it, I, I do believe at some point we do uh, learn the call letters for the Shelbyville radio station. Yep. And so, so Homer's like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Let's switch back. And that means they have to listen to more Barlow. Yeah. Yep. Sad. Lisa, Lisa had it. She was like, hell yeah. Now, I wish I could have that sort of pull in my car, you know, when, you know. Oh, when Shay's are, driving? Well, when oh, Shay's driving, when our parents are driving. 
can't have any of that pull. It's no, it's whatever they want to listen to. So my headphones go on. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, normally when I come visit you and you drive, I don't really care because it's usually uh, Kevin Smith, one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. Yeah. So like, oh, I'll listen to this. Yeah, I don't listen to much music in the car anymore. Now it's I, just podcast. I so. do. Like, I listen to a lot. Like, I mean, I listen to the same music on repeat and I really need to download some more music because I've been listening to the same stuff for the last like three years. But that's all I listen to is music. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't do music in the car anymore. Um. But so uh, now we hear um, Sideshow Bob calling in to thank Birch for getting more people to the conservative side. I yeah. want, I really want to know what the listenership in the town of Springfield is for yeah. this radio state uh, for this show in general. Yeah, that would that would be great. And Lisa gasps. She's like, that <gasps> sounds like Sideshow Bob. Yes, ma'am. Sideshow Bob yakking it up on the old <laughs> yak box. Dad. You'll spare, I'll spare you the embarrassment of admitting you don't know who, uh, who Sideshow Bob is. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's almost as bad as Burns forgetting Homer's name. And, well, okay, Crust, it was also Krusty. Krusty almost forgot the things Bart did for him. I know. Like there, maybe there's amnesia in the town of Springfield. Well, y'all, we all know the water supply spiked. Yeah. The last time Marge yeah. drank the water supply and she started hallucinating. Yeah. Maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe they're drinking the water, which is causing them to hallucinate and then forget things. Exactly. So although Lisa, in Mr. Although in Mr. Burns's case, he's just old. Yep. Yeah. So Lisa goes in to explain how uh, hotel Homer who Sideshow Bob is. And <laughs> he almost killed Bart. Like yeah. the other thing too is Sideshow Bob tied him up. No, no, no. He fell asleep. Remember? During oh, the that's whole true. Uh, yeah. But he was still tied up. Yep. Yeah, it's like he tried trying to kill Selma, and Homer responds, "Oh, side show, Bob." <laughs> oh my God! Oh, <laughs> oh that's so much. So good. Oh. So Bart is reading his comics in his room. I love when Bart reads comics. It, 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 yeah. That's one of the sides of Bart. I wish they would show more. Yeah. Was his comic book loving side? Because you yeah. know he does get comics and goes to the comic book shop. So, uh, yeah. but Lisa runs in Bart. Your mortal enemy is on the radio. And Lisa turns the radio next to Bart's bed. And then on the uh, we get Dr. Demento on the radio. It's time for more dementia with Dr. Demento. And now, the funny five. And Bart screams and throws his radio <laughs> through the window. I really want to know the backstory of this. Why yeah. is Dr. Demento Bart's second mortal enemy? And Lisa's like, I meant your other mortal enemy, Sideshow Bob. And Bart Cass, Sideshow Bob, oh, I'm only 10 and I already have got two mortal enemies. So for those of you who don't know who Dr. Demento is, he was a real life radio host famous for his partnership with Weird Al Yankovic, a partnership that is the reason for his fame. You know what? I bet we get to hear about Dr. Demento in the upcoming Daniel Radcliffe. Docu, docu, what's it called? What what's it called when they do a mockumentary? This? No, it's not a mockumentary because it's about him. Biopic, biopic. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. So so Daniel Radcliffe is the new Weird Al. If you guys don't yeah. already know that, um, not new Weird Al. He's acting yeah. as Weird Al. Yeah. I Correct. always think it's weird when they do these biopics when the people are still alive. Yeah, that I don't like. I. On the one hand, it's weird because usually these biopics are usually a tribute. Exactly. But on the other, 
But on the other hand, since Weird Al's alive, he probably has some creative input on the movie to help steer it in the right direction. I would and hope it, so. Yeah. And plus it's like it plus it's like a nice little uh gift to Weird Al to see his life on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, it but it is weird. Like when they yeah. well Elton John's still alive, so they already yeah. did his biopic with uh what's his name? Yeah. And I mean, the only real recent one would be Queen because Freddie Mercury wasn't alive. Yeah. So, well, Freddie Mercury's been dead for years. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that <laughs> one makes you know that makes sense. A I heard of, uh, the I heard of the Freddie Mercury one wasn't really that good though. It was okay. We have it on at at work every once in a while because it has a good soundtrack. So, uh, I, well, yeah, it's and Queen. Pl- yeah, and it plays well. So, <laughs> yeah. um. So now we get uh, Mayor Quimby. Uh, he's speaking at a gripe at Mayor's <laughs> Night at the Springfield Retirement Castle. And Mayor Quimby's <laughs> like, and uh, this proposed expressway will bring increased commerce to our local merchants. <laughs> Grandpa, what's in it for us? And Jasper goes, yeah, give us something we'll like or we'll ride you out of town on a rail. <laughs> what like does jasper still think train trains the, the something train doesn't come by here much anymore well i mean there is the fake skinner episode where he where he is put on the train yeah um and quimby's like uh clears his throat he's like uh well uh what do you uh people like sleep <laughs> jasper and then we got the crazy old man Sexy dames in plenty of them. Oh, my God. And well, you know, old folks are horny. Yep. And Grandpa was like, Matlock. <laughs> and he was like, well, uh, I suppose I can name it the uh, Matlock Expressway. Woo. <laughs> what was it called before? I didn't write just, it down. Just, just the new Expressway. The new Expressway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mayor Quimby's trying to, I, I guess he's out uh, trying to get the vote then. So, yeah. So, Okay. So this makes a little bit more sense now that we're yeah. like, I, I love when we discuss things because then things yeah. kind of fall into place and start making a little more sense. So yeah. he's out on the campaign trail, basically yeah, unopposed, probably again, just yeah. trying because you need at least what a vote to get elected if you're running unopposed. Well, yeah. There has to be some rule for that, right? For what? If you're running unopposed, like you have to still get elected yeah you still have to get a vote yeah but usually if you're running in opposed people are gonna like i voted i i have voted for people who are running in opposed yeah so well and if and 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 depending on their political affiliation i might do a write-in yeah mickey mouse uh um, i usually go with elmo elmo he'd be good too so <laughs> so uh Bart starts listening to Bob talk on Birch Barlow's show while he's in class. I like, I liked it. I didn't even see where his radio was, but just I think it was just sitting on his desk. Was it? Yeah. And Bob, he's like attempted murder. Now, honestly, what is that? Do they give a Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry? Do they? Oh my God, that's such a great line. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the other YouTube. Uh, there's a guy on YouTube who does a lot of legal stuff. And I think I think I remember him talking about this episode, and he he was just laughing at that quote because it's yeah. a te- like because you know because the whole I think the whole joke by Sideshow Bob saying is like, well, I didn't actually murder Bart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> attempted murder is still a crime. Correct. Um, Bob might not think so, but it is still a crime. <laughs> yes. Um, and so you know, Birch Barlow is announcing his new crusade to set Bob free. My friends, 
isn't this just typical? Another intelligent conservative here, railroaded by our liberal justice system. Just like Colonel Oliver North, Officer Stacy Coon, and cartoon spokesperson Joel Camel. And then he has a picture of himself <laughs> with Joe Camel and it's autographed. That was pretty good. Well, I've had it. So, yeah. 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 Just yeah. trying to revolving. And then I just love the video later on about the whole revolving no. door stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's just hilarious. Yeah. So upon hearing Barlow's mission to set Bob free, Bart yells no while he's in class. And then to spark Bart's objection, the people of South Africa can vote in a free democratic election. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, that's oh. so good. I yeah. love it. And so now we cut to Moe's and the barflies are, you know, listening to Birch there. So I guess Birch does have a little bit of, uh, you know, listenership. Yeah. And uh, Barlow on the radio says, my friends, Bob is a political prisoner. I want every loyal listener to do everything they can to get him out of jail. And Marvo's like, all right, you heard the, mo- heard the man pulling out a box of grenades, one grenade each. And Barry's like, Mo, I think he met through nonviolent grassroots political action. Oh, geez. Really? You think so? All right. Give him back. Come on, everyone. Give him back. Hey, hey. Who pulled the pin on this one? <laughs> uh, I feel like that. I feel like that one was probably done because it never exploded, or we yeah. didn't see it explode. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think Mo got would have got the pin back in time. To be perfectly honest, I think Mo might have been right and Barney might have been wrong, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, we all know the Republicans like uh, egging people on to destroy things. Anyways, uh, so now we get a Springfield Shopper headline, the first one of this episode. Uh, Bob Pardon, number one local issue. Subheadline, edges out no fat chicks ordinance. (laughs) Isn't that a big thing with Homer, like no fat chicks? No fat chicks, yeah. Uh, Homer even has a shirt that says no fat chicks. Yeah. So now we get uh, Quimby uh, reading the headline. He goes, very well, if that is the way the winds are blowing... Let no one say I don't also blow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Quimby. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, And so through a voiceover, we hear Quimby pardoning Sideshow Bob. So like Bob's like kind of walking out of the prison and you you hear Quimby, you know, unequivocally pardoning Sideshow Bob. And we learn Sideshow Bob's middle name. Yep. Robert Underdunk. Terwilliger. <laughs> Underdog. Underdunk. <laughs> um, and so I'd like to point out in the episode Black Widower, where he almost blows up Selma, Bob claimed that he and his prison mates would be released on the streets once Democrats were back in power. Now, we don't know what Quimby's political affiliation is. Well, he's been a mayor for the last six terms. He's been in office. But what but, does that have to but, do with this political? Well, okay, I see what you're saying. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bob said back in office. Quimby has yeah. never left the office. So I don't, uh, I don't exactly know what he's trying to convey. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, it was, yeah, well, maybe, well, I think at that time he was saying, well, you know, once Democrat, because like the whole, the whole thing on the, uh, on the Republican side is that Democrats are soft on crime, which yeah. just isn't true. So I think that that joke at that time was, oh, yeah, because Democrats are so soft on crime. Once they take over, I'll be back out. 
And he probably wasn't anticipating somebody advocating for his release from prison. Yeah. And so, you know, because people, you know, like Sideshow Bob now, apparently, even though he attempted murder, Quimby's like, okay, I'll release you. So people are like, you know, on my side. Yeah. Um, by the way, there was a guy uh, this uh, last primary cycle who's in jail who won his primary. Nice. On the Republican him. side. <laughs> no, not good. He tried to kill his wife. Oh, what did she do? Steven. <laughs> so, um, and so, you know, Bob gets released. He walks out only to fall in uh, water. And apparently uh, this, the prison is now located on an island like Alcatraz. What, did they move it? I don't know. Because the guy's like, oh, the boat's on the other side, eh? <laughs> I think he was also in Canada because that's what the guards <laughs> sounded like. That's so, what he said. So Springfield T- Penitentiary not only left Springfield, <laughs> like they just took an excavator and completely uprooted it. Yeah. But they moved it to an ocean off of the coast of Canada. Uh, maybe. I don't know what's I don't, going on. I don't know. So now we cut to the Republican Party headquarters. Um, I don't know anything about, uh, what is Skeletor? He-Man? Masters, yeah, of the he, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I don't it know look, enough about... It looked like that castle so hard. I, I'll give so, it to you. I don't know. If you guys watching watching this episode uh, have a thought on what the castle looks like, to me, Skeletor's castle totally looks like it. But I could sure. be wrong. Um, and so we get the inner circle of Springfield's Republican Party. We have Burns, Birch Barlow, a green vampire-like <laughs> humanoid... Who gets served blood instead of alcohol? The blue hair lawyer, Doctor Hibbert, Rainier Wolfcastle, and the rich Texan. I okay, rich Texan. Pretty much everyone in the room I get, minus Doctor Hibbert. I would never have yeah. thought. I would have never saw that one coming. Uh, where's Ken Brockman? Uh, I couldn't make it. He's doing the news. Where's Krusty the clown? Could make it. He's uh, <laughs> drunk. <laughs> He's at the uh, track. So, so these are our uh, Republican Party members, uh, at least here in Springfield. Maybe they're not part of the inner circle. That Ken Brockman and Krusty aren't part of the inner circle. I think Ken Brockman would be part of the inner circle. He's very he runs, rich. He's the media. Well, he's also the media. Uh, uh, so Burns tells the group uh, they need a candidate to beat Joe Quimby. And Birch tells them to open the door to see their next mayor. And so I think it's Smithers <laughs> opens the door. And it's just the water, a water cooler oh, sitting that was there. Awesome. And uh, everybody in the room thinks the next, that's going to be the next mayor is blah, a water blah, cooler. Blah, 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 blah. What did it say? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and of course the next mayor, uh, the next mayor in their eyes is going to be Sideshow Bob. And we see Bob entering the, the meeting wrapped in an American flag, which is a reference to the movie Bob Roberts uh, movie poster. Yeah. Yeah. So another, uh, I, I'd assume they throw at least one reference to the movie in there. <laughs> Apparently they're going to use the poster. Yeah, that was a good, good yeah. gig. I'm sure the it's, movie, I'm sure the movie wouldn't, uh, the content of the movie might not necessarily fly to parody it, but yeah. the movie poster is uh non-offensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how Hibbert uh, says that Bob is better than the water cooler and Rainier is like, I agree. I like the human touch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um so now uh 
we cut back to the elementary school where the candidates are going to speak on education. And so Skinner tells the kids they have to be on their best behavior for this choreographed media event. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty typical for a lot of like debates and stuff like that. Like they kind of try to choreograph it a little bit just to be like, okay, you're going to talk and then you're going to talk kind of thing. And, uh, so, uh, Skinner tells them no wising off, no face making and no eating grass. And Skinner's like, that means you, Ralph, who has just eaten grass. Yep. Now, okay. Are, who are these candidates trying to get to vote? The kids can't vote. Well, maybe they're trying to get the kids to convince their parents. Because as we said in the last episode, when it comes to marketing, you market towards the kids and the kids go bug their parents until the parents relent. I guess. I, I guess. I, that's what I, I would assume. I just was like, why? Why are they Why are they giving their political, you know, I, I guess it was really only Bob, too. Like, Bob was the only one really talking. <laughs> yeah. So Bob tells the children that Quimby has no idea about education. And that he likes to flip flop. And so Bob like flips around, does some flips and whatnot. And the children are impressed by Bob and Bob does some other like tricks where he like ducks in his suit and, you know, makes fun of Quimby that way. Well, we don't know if he's coming or Or going. And he does like a little pointing thing and back and forth. And what was the other one? Like he's short or something. (laughs) Short on short on something. I can't, can't remember what it was. He shrinks and waddles back and forth. Yeah, and so Lisa uh, tells Bart that they can't let Bob win, and they need to stoop to the lowest common denominator. And Bart's like, I can do that. Yeah. Of course Bart can. So Lisa and Bart go to hug Quimby, and he's think- and Quimby <laughs> thinks he's getting attacked by the children. Yep. It's like, ah, oh, get him off me. And then Lisa <laughs> turns on the charm to tell the media that Quimby was just saying that the children are the most important resources they have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that'll do it. Yeah, I, I I guess Quimby got a little bump in the poll for that one. Maybe I I can't quite tell. And Kent asks if the children are more important than Cole. <laughs> and Quimby's, Quimby's like, yes, yes they exactly. are. Exactly, yes they are. Children are our future. Yep. And so you know, Bob's aides grab Bart off of Quimby and pull him into the limo to start threatening him. <laughs> oh, that was so good. He's like, no children have ever meddled with the Republican Party and lived to tell about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's oh, good. That's yeah. good. And then don't they throw him out at his house? They do. Yeah. You're 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 about a couple things away from that. Oh, okay. And I'd so... also like to point out, so uh, Bob has AIDS, and the AIDS are parodies <laughs> AIDS of are Richard. funny. Don't worry, guys. Uh, South Park uh, told me AIDS are funny now. Uh, Bob's AIDS are parodies of Richard Nixon's advisors during Watergate. Uh, their names are H.R. Holdeman and Jane Earl Ehrlichman. Okay. I think I pronounced that right. I don't know. Yeah. John Ehrlichman. Yeah. And then Bob snaps his fingers and his AIDS put a voted for Bob sticker and an elephant sticker symbolizing the Republican Party on Bart. <laughs> He's like, get him, boys. And then he just tags him and then dumps him out at his house. Yeah. And so then we get Archie, Jughead, (laughs) Reggie from the Archie comics, and they throw Homer out of their car while Moose says, duh, stay out of Riverdale. 
<laughs> I don't exactly know what Homer did to Archie and the yeah. gang. Okay, how did he them. meet them? Yeah, how did he meet them? What did he do? I mean, it is Homer, so he probably did something stupid. Like, how do you offend Archie comics? I know. Well, it's Homer. He could probably <laughs> yeah. figure out a way. But where is Riverdale in reference to Springfield? I don't know. Uh, I do like the fact that uh, the episode was later referenced in the new bite-sized Archie comics number 39, Wrong Turn, where Homer dropped Archie at Jughead's house and told Archie to come back to Springfield anytime. <laughs> Jughead asked Archie, where has he been? Where has he been? And Archie told him that he woke up at the wrong side of the multiverse. Nice. Um, and also, this is also a little bit, uh, this scene with Homer is uh, later referred to down the line a little bit yep. in this episode. You know, it's funny because right now, like, I don't know if any of you guys watched Riverdale on the CW. No. Nope. This past season, they actually are delving into a multiverse type scenario, oh. which was kind of dumb, but kind of interesting. So, yeah. Um, I, I could see how Archie wound up on the wrong side of the multiverse. <laughs> um, so now we get a commercial for uh, Mayor Quimby's campaign, and we yep. have without without a Mayor Quimby, our town would really stink. We wouldn't have a tire yard or our midsize roller rink. We wouldn't have our gallows or our shiny Bigfoot trap. It's not the mayor's fault that the stadium collapsed. <laughs> 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 and I love how at the end of the commercial he's giving the uh, shrug shoulder like, eh. yeah. but Quimby. okay, um, Quimby, if you were running for mayor, he'd vote for you. Yeah, <laughs> paid for by the mayor. Uh, the ad was paid for by the mayor Quimby for May mayor mayoral committee. Yeah. Say that five times fast. <laughs> God, I wonder how many takes it took him for that line to be correct. I don't know, but okay. So I mean, I. I don't, I guess, you know, having a mid-sized roller rink would be fun. I mean, I don't, well, we want a large roller rink? I don't know. Is that, was that what they were going for? They'd have a bigger one? Now, the tire yard and the tire <laughs> fire, I mean, that's a staple of Springfield, man. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the gallows, you got to have your his history. You're not using yeah. the gallows anymore. No. But, but having the history mark, I mean, look, you go to, uh, what's that place, uh, that we went to when we went on the DC trip, but it wasn't DC. Oh yeah. The, the, the old timey. Yeah. 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 I can't remember the, now I can't remember the name uh, of the place. Yeah. It was in Virginia. Yeah, it's in Virginia. So they have like all the historical stuff there. It, I, yeah. I don't see why the gallows would be bad. Now the shiny Bigfoot traps, that just kind of makes you seem all kooky. Well, I so, think they have the Bigfoot trap because of Homer. Okay. All right. Um, now, now the the stadium collapsing. Okay, we could put that one on on Quimby. No, we can't. Oh, we it's can't. not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault that the stadium collapsed. <laughs> I don't know. He could have updated this. Now, which stadium? Obviously, yeah, we don't know which stadium. They don't yeah, say which stadium. <laughs> what stadium are they talking about? The old yeah. uh, the old Springfield Adams. Or, I don't know. Or what was the football team? The Adams. I don't. I don't know. No, that that Homer and Ned went to go see. What was the Springfield? Oh. I, I don't know. Okay, so the isotopes are baseball. <laughs> yes. It must be the Adams or football. Sure. It was, it was either the isotopes or the uh, Adams Stadium collapsed. And we don't know when. So now we get Bart and Lisa trying to pass out buttons and stickers on the street for Mayor Quimby. And Bart's like, hey, four eyes, vote Quimby. <laughs> hey, Beardo, vote Quimby. And Lisa's like, this time... 
he's the lesser of two evils. <laughs> Which, I mean, that, well, I guess that... Could In this have... instance, yeah, he is the lesser of two evils. Yep. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we're, we're all assuming that Sajabob is going to try to kill Bart again. Correct. Or they think, they think that, that they're going to try to kill oh, him no. again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bob is definitely going to want to try to kill Bart again. Yep. And so Jimbo comes up and he says, oh, I love these... What not Quimby? He said like Quin Quidley. I don't or, know. I can't remember the name that he gave him, but it wasn't Quimby. And he's like, I like some more bumper stickers. And so Bart gives Jumbo another, you know, stack. Jimbo. Of Jim. What did I say? Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs> Bart gives Jimbo another sticker, and Jimbo puts it over Millhouse's uh, eyes. And then Kearney and Dolph push Milhouse in a, in a shopping cart down a hill. Yeah, I the mummy is ready for his voyage. Yeah. Because oh they have bumper stickers all over Milhouse. Oh, that was good. I like that. Uh, that was great. I, I absolutely love that. That was fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. so now we get Bob uh, at the old folks' home. No, I think he was at a diner with them. Oh, well, my notes say old folks' home, so I'm going to go with that. No, uh... The notes say Bob meeting with the old folks. Oh, reading is a skill. Sorry. Maybe, maybe, maybe you are illiterate. <laughs> no, I just like adding extra words to my sentences. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. So Bob's meeting with the old folks um, at, a, at some form of diner because yep. old folks like to go to diners. Correct. And uh, the old folks around Bob and Abe claims that he's like, he uh, uh, owned the first radio in Springfield. Because basically Bob was like, if you vote for me, I'll listen to your kooky stories. And Abe yeah. was like, sold. <laughs> I have a thousand of them that I can give you. Yeah. And so. Uh, yeah. Grandpa, Grandpa's like. Grandpa's like, uh, that fella Quimby promises to build us the Matlock Expressway. How are you going to top that smart guy? Uh, how about this? I'll not only build the expressway. I'll spend the remainder of this afternoon. Uh, patiently listening to your in- interminable anecdotes. And Crab was like, hot diggity damn. Uh, and then he claims to have owned the first radio, like, yep. like the actual, like piece of technology where the, the sound comes out. I'm assuming. Yeah. Not like a radio station. Yep. No, no, no. I, I'd say the absolute first radio. Yeah. And so now we get uh Bob side Bob's commercial. Yep. Mayor Quimby supports revolving door prisons. Only because Bob got let out because they wanted him out. Correct. They the town pressured them to let him out. Way to figure out the joke. Yeah. I'm so proud no, of you. I'm just explaining it to the folks out there. <laughs> I don't that's think what, they that's need... what this podcast is about is explaining. <laughs> you don't need to. We can. don't need to explain everything. I think our viewers understand it. Uh-huh. And Mayor Quimby even released Sideshow Bob, the man twice convicted of attempted murder. Can you trust a man like Mayor Quimby? Vote Sideshow Bob for mayor. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be that would be an ad that would be run in today's society. Yep. Oh, I could definitely see that. Yeah, and so this campaign uh, is largely based on George H. W. Bush's revolving door ad, uh, and apparently it was an extremely important event in the '88 U.S. presidential campaign. <laughs> I guess there's that was the only uh, <laughs> topic that anyone wanted to talk about. Maybe. Uh, so I mean, you still. I mean, you still see at like you still see political ads talking about crime. Yeah, a little bit, not as much anymore. I would say. Um, pretty much every day at my station, we run a political ad 
that talks about crime. Really? Must be yes. a Wisconsin thing. Uh, so no, we, it's uh, it, yeah, it's for Ron Johnson. Exactly. So we get a Springfield Community Center sign tonight. Yep. Mayoral debates tomorrow. Mass wedding of cult members. So the same people are going to be there. Maybe <laughs> the Republican Party is basically a cult, right? Yeah. Um, and so the League of uh, Uninformed Voters presents the Springfield Mayoral Debate. <laughs> the League of Uninformed Voters. Yes. I love that. Yep. And uh, so we get our moderator tonight, and he, it's Larry King. Voiced by the one and only Larry, Larry King. King. That's awesome. That was a yeah. really good, really good pull. I'm glad they got him. Also, to go back a little bit, the uh, Dr. Demento segment, uh, that was also Dr. Demento. Yep. And obviously, we'll we'll talk about it. We all know Sideshow Bob was voiced by the one and only Kelsey Grammer. I don't think there is a, an episode where he's not voiced by Kelsey Grammer. Nope. And so Larry tells the audience that <laughs> even though they are being broadcasted on Fox, there is no need for obnoxious hollering and hooting. And everybody like starts to to do it. Yep. And he's like, God damn it. Yep. <laughs> and so uh now we cut to the stage where uh Lisa and Bart are with Mayor Quimby, who got sick uh because he shook hands with old people. Yeah. I mean <laughs> which which weird because unless uh Sideshow Bob went or not Sideshow Bob, uh, Quimby went back to the old folks again to yeah. you know, pitch his expressway again, I guess. Yeah, so Quimby's appearance at the debate impersonates Nixon's appearance at the 1960 presidential debate after he had just recovered from a cult. Was this the same one where he uh, also liked the uh, uh, beverage of choice from John F. Kennedy? That I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. It wasn't alive 60 years ago. No, remember the ep- the, the Simpson episode where he, he and John F. Kennedy were doing the thing. Oh, the yeah. Was that the same? Yeah. De- that's what I was getting at. Uh, yeah, that, I forgot about that. Was that the same debate? No. <laughs> uh, so, oh, uh, for Nixon? Uh, yeah. No, I think that would have been 64. Oh. Because I don't think JFK ran in 60. Oh, okay. Uh, so Lisa hopes that Quimby can perform at the debate. And Bart's like, ah, oh, he'll be okay. And we see Quimby take some pills, and Bart holds up the medication Quimby just took, and it is Discount Flu Remedy Extra Drowsy Formula. I mean, I like me some extra drowsy uh, flu remedies. Yeah, uh, when I'm going to bed. Yeah, not for the mayoral uh, debate, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Birch Barlow asks the first question to Bob. He goes, Sideshow Bob, Councilman Les Wyman says <laughs> that you're not experienced enough to be mayor. Sir, what do you have to say about that? Bob goes, I'd say that less wine, 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 ought to do more thinking and less whining. <laughs> and Lisa's like, there's no councilman less whining. Bart's like, eh, good, good line, line though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's great. And so now, you know, Barlow asks Quimby a question and Barlow's like, Mayor Quimby, you're well known, sir, for your lenient stance on crime. But suppose for a second that your house was ransacked by thugs, your family tied up in the basement with socks in their mouths. You try to open the door, but there's too much blood on the knob. Quimby is like, what's your uh, question? Barlow's like, my question is about the budget, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when he was asking that question, that's like something that actually happened to Birch. Yeah. Like it just made it seem like 
like he was like in that scenario like that happened to him i thought larry king was the moderator uh just because he's the moderator doesn't mean other people can't ask questions i have never seen a debate that had multiple people asking questions that is to be fair i've only watched the presidential ones but yeah none of the presidential debates i've ever watched had more than one person ever asking questions uh, I thought there was at least one where I watched th- where there is two moderators. Oh, really? Because it's funny because yeah. Birch wasn't even introduced. It was like, here's your moderator, yeah. Larry King. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw a table with people sitting next to Larry King. I guess so. So there's probably more than one, like, like Larry was the moderator, but he like delegated who got to ask questions. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I would have so, loved just to have Larry King ask the questions. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to get Larry King, have him do something. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> my point. Um, and so uh, after uh, Barlow asks Quimby about the budget, uh, Quimby slicks back his hair and it, it looks like he has little devil horns in his <laughs> hair. And Lisa and Bart are uh, watching uh, on a monitor in the back. And then somebody adds added like flames around Quimby because he's like, he's sweating. He's like nervous. And uh, they uh, there's a little message on the bottom that says flames added electronically by channel six. I could see someone named Robert doing that. I uh, don't know how. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, I thought you knew how to add uh, graphics and stuff to TV shows. Uh, not at my current job. Oh, at your old job, could you have done it? <sighs> Probably not. Like. Dude, television, adding stuff on television is not as easy as it looks unless it's already pre-made. And they have to be live, too. Yeah, like, well, you could, I mean, if somebody made, like, the flame graphics and then threw it in the system, you could take it live. So, again, somebody added the graphics to the thing. I'm not going into detail about how much it works. (laughs) We're going to be here all night. So, it's now election day, and uh, we see Homer going into the, uh, the booth to vote. Um, and I love how he's holding a ballot information pamphlet. Yep. I've never seen anything like that. And so well, as that, he's trying... Okay, well, look, 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 though. In the 90s, we didn't have... I mean, we had the internet in the 90s, but probably not as uniform as it is today. But I feel like Homer would have been... I mean, I guess people back then, I don't I don't know. I didn't have to... I couldn't vote until, you know, 90s. Like, I, I would go with... The 2000 election. I, I couldn't vote till then. So, I mean, I could personally, I could have done all my research online, but maybe people actually had pamphlets back then on how they. Okay. If there's any, any older listeners who voted in the nineties, if you had election pamphlets, let us know. Um, I went with her mom a couple times when she voted. And I don't ever remember seeing her pick up a pamphlet. Well, maybe Homer had a pamphlet because he didn't know who to vote for, where our mom probably knew exactly who she was voting probably. for. So uh, Homer's like, hmm. I don't agree with his Bart killing policy, <laughs> but I do approve of his Selma killing policy. And so he votes for uh, Sideshow Bob and then Krusty is next uh, in and he goes, well, Bob did frame me for armed robbery, but I'm going to vote for him anyways because of the upper class tax cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and so now uh, it's later on in the evening. The results are in and Kent Brockman is uh, on TV to read the results. He goes, <laughs> and the results are in for Sideshow Bob, 100%. For Joe Quimby, 1%. <laughs> and 
And we have to, and we remind you, there is a one percent margin of error. Well, there usually is. If you look at the bot, the tap, the whenever you're watching like presidential, yep. the, the stuff, there's always a little ticker that goes along the bottom that says there's always a margin of error. Thank you for explaining the stuff that I do at my job. <laughs> oh, you do that? Yeah. Oh, cool. If you ever watch local, like if you ever watch the news and you see the 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 ticker on the bottom for the the vote counts, that is done by the local station. Oh, cool. Yeah. Unless you're watching a national network, then even that, like, I mean, like Fox News or CNN, they, they have their own department for the ticker yep. that you see at the bottom. So, yeah, that's a, that's that's the local station showing you the the results. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do it a couple times. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, uh, so, you know, Bart and Lisa are sad. And the Quimby uh, war room empties out and very quickly, like they, like as soon as the results, everybody's gone. I love how there's a janitor in there and he takes a bottle of champagne and runs out too. <laughs> yep. And so now we go to uh, Ken's like, oh, you know, Sideshow Bob must be really happy. Let's go to his speech. <laughs> and so we go to Sideshow Bob giving his acceptance speech. Well, not really a speech, more of him laughing um, a lot. Up on stage. <laughs> and he does it underneath a giant poster of, uh, of a picture of himself. Uh, and this is a reference to the campaign speech seen in Citizen Kane. Nice. That's a good pull. Yeah. Se- second Citizen Kane reference so far through six, six seasons. Yeah. Um, and so uh, now it's the next morning. And Homer is awakened by a loud banging noise coming from outside the house. And he goes, ah, it's the rapture. Quick, get Bart out of the house before God comes. Oh, my God. You know, it's <laughs> funny. So now we've had Ned think the rapture is coming. And yeah. now we see yeah. Homer thinks the rapture is coming. Oh. oh, God. So, however, it is not the rapture. It is Sideshow Bob overseeing the construction of the Matlock Expressway. And the Simpsons come out of the house and uh, he tells the Simpsons that their house is in the way of the expressway, which I don't remember the initial plans, but I highly doubt it would be. Yeah. I think Bob uh, changed where the expressway was going. Yeah, He's like, well, you know, I'm not a vindictive man. I'll give you 72 hours to vacate before we blow up the house with <laughs> any remaining Simpsons left in it. <laughs> Now, oh, okay. now from the last episode, I thought there was already a highway near the Springfield residence. There is. Okay, so they just need a new one now. Correct. Goddamn construction workers. Yeah, and so Homer goes, "Listen, Mayor Terwigger." <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't even call him Terwigger. He's like Terwigger. Yep. Uh, he knows. He's like, "I know what you're up to, and no one in this family is going to stand for it." And of course, right on cue. Abe and Jasper are driving an old-timey car on the unfinished ex- expressway, and they stop short before falling off of it, yep. and Abe yells at Homer to move his house. <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder how they got down. Uh, they backed up. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so now we cut to the school where Skinner tells Bart that that at the request of the mayor's office, Bart is being sent back to kindergarten. I don't think anybody... In, in, in the in like a mayor's office or the president can tell principals where students are allowed to go. Nope. But but he's mayor. He's Bob. He's Sideshow Bob. He can do whatever he wants. 
he can't tell a, a principal <laughs> well to send a kid back a kid back three grades four yeah. grades but i think uh, i think i think we all agree that bart enjoys being sent back oh yeah absolutely so and and is in the room while while this is happening and she celebrates with some champagne yep and so now we cut to bert in kindergarten and the teacher's like okay what is this shape and bert correctly (laughs) triangle bert correctly identifies the shape as a triangle and she's like okay well you get to you get your pick of uh the toys for free play and he picks a flintstone phone i choose flintstone (gasps) phone and he and he presses the the uh, Fred Flintstone button, and he, you hear yabba dabba do yabba dabba do. I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh God, that was good. I love uh, it. And so now we get the Simpsons uh, having dinner, mm-hmm. and uh, Homer's like, "We're gonna lose our house and end up living under a bridge like common trolls." And he's like, "I don't think uh, Bob won that election legally." I can't believe a convicted felon would get so many votes and another convicted felon would get so few. <laughs> Wait, is Mayor Quimby a convicted felon? I is he? Well, has he ever has he ever actually gone to court for We have never in the six seasons we have been doing The Simpsons now, there hasn't been a single episode where Mayor Quimby has been found guilty of any crime. No. But pre the Simpsons, but you know, and maybe on his early terms, he got convicted for bribery or. or but that's something. not ever stated. No, but I think this is also Lisa saying that all politicians are criminals. Well, we all know that Quimby is a criminal. Criminal. Yeah. I mean, he does take uh, quite a few, quite a few yeah. bribes, yeah. and so. You know, Lisa's like, all right, let's head to the Hall of Records because, you know, that's a yeah. good way to good way to go. Not the good kind of records, the historical ones. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, I, was she thinking like Guinness records, like Guinness Book no, of World Records? No, vinyl records. Oh, vinyl records. Okay. I, well. What? I, I, I well, I don't know. There's the, there's the Guinness <laughs> Records place in California. So people could go there, but it's not the good kind of records like vinyl records. Okay. Fair enough. So Lisa looks up the election results. Um, well, she doesn't look it up. She goes to the counter yeah. to get, get the yeah. records. And, uh, he's like, here they are all 48,000 voters. So, so we don't know how big Springfield actually is. Well, I think, isn't the math behind it. If, Every two people, let's say, obviously not everyone's a couple, but let's say for every two people, there's at least one kid or two kids. So you could almost think that maybe the town of Springfield is about 100K. No, it's not 100K. Absolutely not. No. At at most, it's 5,000 people. That's it? So 48,000 voters in the town of Springfield is only 5,000 people? That's weird. That's like less math. Exactly. That's the point. Okay, you're making little to no sense. All right, so Lisa... Um, continue on with the episode, and it makes perfect sense. So, because oh. dead people don't count towards the population. Oh, okay. Good Lord. Well, you didn't say that. 
You should know the episode. <laughs> so Lisa says that she thought that uh, that this was a secret ballot. <laughs> and the clerk's like, eh, meh. I believe this is the first use of the word meh in The Simpsons. That's where I got meh. My use well, yeah. of meh was because of The Simpsons. Well, it's that's the reason it's in the dictionary is because of The Simpsons. Yeah. So uh-huh. Lisa looks through the voting records. She's like, uh, Arthur B. Adams or yeah. something voted for Bob. Oh. And she, she just listed off like going alphabetically. And yeah. uh, I think she, I don't think she got past the A's before she fell asleep. No, maybe. Correct. Maybe she got to the B's or C's, but probably not. Yeah. But a mysterious person comes up and leaves a note for Lisa. And she kind of wakes up a little bit. She's like, huh? What's this? And she opens it up, and obviously it's for uh, to for a secret a meeting. meeting at the parking garage, uh, which is called Pay and Park, and Pay. So you pay twice to park there. Well, you pay once to park and once to leave. Oh, that's a horrible parking garage. That's the point. Pay as you exit. Sweet deal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, Lisa and Bart meet the mysterious person, and uh, this meeting is with Smithers, and yep. it's based on the series of meetings that Woodward and Bernstein had with Mark Felt that took place at the bottom level in an underground car park at Roslyn across uh, the Key Street Bridge in Virginia during the Watergate investigation in 1973 with the infamous yeah, so Yep, deep throat. Yeah, so this whole this whole section of Simpsons is based on Watergate. Yep. And so Lisa feels that they are like Woodward and Bernstein <laughs> and Bart mentions that unlike those two, Homer is waiting in the car reading Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see Homer, re- Homer reading his Archie Comics and he comments, Riverdale punks think they're too good for me. <laughs> I love that callback. I so, love it. I know. So, so I, <laughs> so I, 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 but it, but what the funny thing is, is I don't think Simpsons comics had been released yet. I probably not think so. I don't know when Simpsons comics came out. Um, but the, yeah, as the mysterious person, uh, tells Lisa that she is on the right track. He won't tell them his name, but Homer shines his headlights on the person <laughs> to reveal it's Mr. Smithers. He said, oh, hi, Mr. Smithers. It's like, well, now that you know who I am. um, Can I get a ride home? Can I get a ride home? And yeah, Smithers tells the kids that uh, he has never gone behind Burns' back before. But he did it because Bob's ultra-conservative views that conflicts with Smithers' choice of lifestyle. And And I believe this is the first, and this is probably the episode where most people figured he was gay. I mean, if you didn't know that with Burns flying through the open window naked, yeah. Um, no, I don't think this is the first episode where we. Would... But here's but here's the thing: Do we really know that Bob is an ultra conservative? I mean, I feel like he's more pushed towards that, based on I don't know. Well, maybe not. I I guess I don't yeah. know. I I guess I don't know what his political. We never know what his actual yeah. political views are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. the Republican Party is pushing all that onto him. And I know a lot of people would ask, well, why does Smithers put up with Burns if, you know, Burns is part of a party that doesn't agree with his uh, choice of lifestyle? 
it's very possible that Smithers is a log cabin Republican, yeah. which is the the uh, gay wing. Well, you know, homosexual wing of the Republican Party. Oh, I believe I have a I have at least one of my friends is that that's that. So a log cabin Republican, really? Yeah, he was in our fraternity. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like being. A Republican and gay does not mix well. No, that's that's why I always felt weird. I was like, really? Like, it was like one of those things. I'm like, God, how can like, you stand anyone you're voting for? Like, I, because especially if they don't agree with who you are as a human. Exactly. Cause I, that's, cause, that's the weird part. Because, like, I know, I know in the, in the uh, basically 30 years since this episode has taken place, yeah, back in the mid 90s, even, even early 2000s, everybody's like, oh, yeah, being lesbian, gay, uh, homosexual, queer, trans, it's just a lifestyle, but it's not. It's, you know, it's in, in, in the DNA, it's a science thing. And so when he, when Smithers says choice of lifestyle, well, Smithers really isn't choosing the lifestyle. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I can't, I just, like, I understand maybe they agree with some of the, the views of, like, money views, but I feel like a lot of Democrats have those same views. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, Smithers... Never Smithers, made sense to me. Yep. And so, Smithers, like, I, I could give you one name, Edgar Neubauer. And so, Lisa and Bart start looking through the phone books, because they don't have the internet. Nope. And if you're for those of you out there who don't know what the yellow pages are, (laughs) I think they know, Um, but they're not having any luck with uh, finding an Edgar Neubauer. But Bart was obviously not doing his task for looking for Edgar Neubauer. (laughs) He was looking for names of people to prank phone call Mo, I'm assuming. And he finds one called named a gorilla. (laughs) And, you know, the next phone call Bart is making is to those. Yeah. Um, And so Lisa and Bart go to the old Springfield library to check out the card catalog. And all they got were bats. Yep. <laughs> You're never going to get rid of the bats. Nope. And Lisa says uh, things are hopeless and they are going to lose the house and they'll have to move into a Motel 6. <laughs> Bart's like, Homer can't afford $6 a night. Okay, so we've talked about Homer's salary yeah. uh, in the sugar episode because Marge mentions that he lost $40 in one day. Yep. And so like... He makes, we've figured out he makes $5 an hour if he's working an eight hour shift. So yeah, I don't think Homer could afford a Motel 6. Nope. And so Bart looks over at the cemetery and finds Edgar Neubauer's gravestone, which reads, beloved husband and old grouch. (laughs) And Bart points out that the dead people are voting and voting Republican. And Lisa tells people, (laughs) tells Bart that dead people can't vote. Yeah, that is... So here's my question. I, I, I'm i sure there's an answer out there. Let's say you vote an election. Like, let's say you do absentee voting. You fill out your ballot, you turn it in. And now, reminder, it doesn't get counted until election day. Let's say you die before election day. Can they legally still count it? Uh, I would assume so, because you were alive when you cast the vote. That would make sense. Okay. Just curious, because I wonder how often that scenario comes up. I don't know. Especially with COVID. Especially with COVID and, like, a majority of, like, disabled and elderly people do absentee ballots. So, um, and so, 
Uh, the list of dead people who voted included Edgar Neubauer. Uh, that include Edgar Neubauer are Prudence Goodwife, <laughs> Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. Yep. May they rest in peace. Yep. Um, and so um, they go to the uh, even the pet cemetery voted for Bob, including Mr. and Mrs. Bananas, who were monkeys, Humphrey Boa Gart. Nice. But I'm ching. That's a good name. That's a snake. And then Lisa discovers that her uh, cat Snowball also voted for Bob. And uh, she's like, all right, Bob, now it's personal. Bart's like, uh, he did try to kill me. <laughs> it was already personal for Bart. Yeah. And so we find, you know, and we'll get to a little bit in the end, too. I don't think Bob needed to rig this election. No. <laughs> Um, and so now we get a second Springfield Shopper headline, uh, and it's Call for Probe and Bob Flap. Subheadline, editorial, why not let dead pets vote? Oh my God. <laughs> because they're not human and they're also not alive. That's right. And so uh, Homer and Marge, uh, so now it's been three days and they want to take down their house and Homer and Marge are able to stop their house from being demolished. Marge uses a rolling <laughs> pin to stop a bulldozer. And Homer, like, hugs onto a wrecking ball. And, like, it hits the side of the house and there's no damage. I did read somewhere that apparently the Mythbusters tested this theory. They made a, a life-size Homer that was, like, 266 pounds. Strapped it to a uh, wrecking ball and hit a house. There was minor damage to the house. And they what? they said it was a plausible idea, but what was the damage to the person? I don't that care I don't remember. I don't care what the damage to the house is. I want to know what the damage to the person is. Well, the, you probably got some broken bones. <laughs> you may still be alive. Oh my god! I, I would have. I would assume you'd. I don't know. Um, and so, um. Lionel Hutz is the attorney for the rigged election. Of course he is. And this seems more like a panel and not like a... Like a judge-jury. Yeah, which I think might actually be the case in a, in a rigged election. I don't know the last time the United States has actually had an election that was rigged. Uh... Um, and so uh, so uh, Hutz asks Bob if he rigged the election. And Bob's like, no. no and so Hutz looks over... <laughs> and Hutz uh, and Hutz looks over at Lisa and Bart for their help, and uh, like they look at the judge, and the judge is like, I don't Hello. know. And Bob is like, he eggs the kids on to ask him a question, and Lisa's like, I have a plan to trap Bob. And so um, Lisa goes, You don't have the intelligence to rig an election by yourself, do you? <laughs> Bart's like, You were just Barclow's lackey, uh, Lisa. You were Ronnie to his Nancy. Sonny to his share. Ringo to the, the rest of his Beatles. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. And so they egg him on and Birch, you know, they, they single out Birch and like he looks shocked. And then Bob admits to ringing the election. And he throws down. I love how he has logs yes. like to how he was going to ring the election. There's like four of them. Yep. And he admits to ringing the election. And uh, he goes, uh, Bart's like, we want the truth. And Bob's like, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. No truth handler, you. Bah! I deride your truth handling abilities. And that is from A Few Good Men. Yep. Uh, which is great. 
And I love how Judge Snyder tells Bob to get to the point. And Bob tells the court that only he could have rigged the election. And Snyder asks Bob, why did he rig the election? And uh, Bob says their guilt has them vote for Democrats. But deep down inside, everyone wants to vote Republican because of lower taxes, brutalization of criminals, and to be ruled over by a king. Oh my god. Uh, uh, the only thing I agree with there is maybe the lower taxes. Yeah, but mm. what Republican lately has ever wanted lower taxes? Well, for, for, for us anyways. For, for us, yes. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Bob's like, he, he did it to protect them from themselves. Now, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure Quimby is also Republican. Yeah, that see that's yes. <laughs> that's the, but and and as I stated a couple minutes ago, Bob didn't need to rig the election <laughs> no. because Homer voted for him, Krusty voted for him. I'm pretty like sure Mo and Barney were gonna I'm sure a good chunk of people probably voted for him. Honestly, I mean, yeah, Ken said a hundred to one with a one percent margin of error. Clearly everybody voted for Bob. Right, regardless of the dead people. Everyone else would have had a vote for Bob. There is no reason to rig the election. Nope. And uh, so Bob's like, I have a city to run. And he tries to uh, leave the courtroom. But Judge Snyder has Bob arrested. Oh, that's true. And, after, and, at first, and Bob's <laughs> like, but why? Oh, yeah, all the stuff I did. By the way, this is the only episode that Chief Wiggum, Lou, and Eddie do not arrest Sideshow Bob. Yeah. The only one. So uh, Lisa tells Bart they won. And that they get to keep their house. And then uh, she's like, oh, Bart, you get to go back to the fourth grade. And uh, Bart is sad by that because they were going to find out who the dish ran away with. And Lisa's like, the spoon. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bart. And so we get our final Springfield Chopper headline. Um, toddlers topple mayor. I wouldn't exactly call Lisa and Bart toddlers. Nope. Subheadline. Expressway halt wrinkles elderly. Yep. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Well, would okay if Mayor if Mayor Quimby got his job back, wasn't he going to build the expressway anyway, or was that literally just a platform that he was standing on for the election? Probably just a platform. All right. I, I, Clearly, Bob was going to build it. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, why? Why would they stop building the expressway just because they're swapping mayors again? Yeah. Also, I feel like I think in the case if a an elected official gets like a mayor gets arrested, um, I don't know if there's like a vice president type person in no. like a mayor. No, uh, no, so they probably have a special election to reelect a new mayor. And I'm sure Quimby won. Yeah, he probably did. So uh, we see Bob is sent to Springwood Minimum Security Prison, and this prison is a parody of Allenwood Minimum Security Prison. And, uh, you know, Bob is like, I'll get out, blah, blah, blah. And so he's uh, not even in Springfield. I guess Springfield only has a maximum security yeah. prison. And so um, apparently the Springwood minimum security prison has a rowing team. And Bob is asked to be yeah. their ninth to row against uh, Princeton. And he does not like Princeton. Nope, because he went to Yale. Hey, another Yaley. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, the episode ends with Bob and the other inmates rowing. Um... I, you know, I was watching this episode. This really reminds me of like South Park. Because South Park did a lot of this stuff. Yeah. During like, you know, the Mr. Garrison stuff and the Obama stuff. And uh, 
it's very reminiscent of that. Obviously not as vulgar. It's a good episode. I I don't necessarily like that we reviewed it for our podcast because of the politics. Um, and I, I feel like I think a lot of people who watch The Simpsons probably are on the same thought train as we are. I'm not going to give it a five. Um, there's like, again, Bob didn't need to rig the election. Everybody was going to vote for him. Bob actually seemed like he was going to be a good mayor to everybody else except for the Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it should even let out. Like, it's just, it, it was just, it felt weird in the Simpsons universe and how they went about this episode. Like, obviously, this is a pop pop culture type of episode for the Simpsons. Um, I'm going to give it a four mm, sprinkles. I enjoy it. Some of the jokes are good. Uh, a lot of the references are really good. I just, the whole political thing kind of throws me off though. Yeah, this is not, absolutely not my favorite Sideshow Bob no. <laughs> episode. Like, I, I will agree with I, you there. This is probably the worst like, Sideshow Bob like, episode. I had so many gripes with this episode. Like, yeah, there's some funny parts here and there, but just, I mean, like you said, the rigging the election, I mean, actually Bob, I changed my answer. I'm going to go three. Don't have a cow. That's man. that's yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm doing, I got to drop it. Yeah. I'm doing a three. Don't have a cow man as well. Like I just, the, the whole election thing was just so thrown in there. The whole Republican party bit. I, it's just, I, I just don't like Bar Birch Barlow was a weird character for me. Like, I mean, the funniest part was probably Millhouse getting pushed down the damn street <laughs> as mummy. Yeah. I don't, I, I just, I, I mean, maybe... I, I did. I did like the two, th two of the three things that Springfield was never going to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just a weird, weird episode. I, I yeah. just don't understand where Mayor Quimby kind of fit into this episode because he was barely in it. Yeah. Like, I feel like there should have been more Mayor Quimby fighting for his, I don't know, job. Yeah. I, the, it just felt like a weird episode. There were definitely some funny parts. I love Kelsey Grammer as a voice actor for Sideshow yeah. Bob. I mean, I, I I mean overall, even Sideshow Bob's character for this episode was fine. Like yeah. I actually didn't mind Sideshow Bob's acting and character in this episode. It was yeah. everything that was happening around Sideshow Bob that was yeah. just meh. Yeah, it was weird. It <laughs> was a weird just, episode. Man, how come how come we never did three as meh? I mean, I do like Don't Have a Cowman, <laughs> but man. <laughs> I almost think a hundred episodes in, we might need to change our, uh, Oh, we can't change rating. your rating system now. No, people are too, too dependent on it. Yeah, probably. So yeah, I'm doing three. Don't have a cow, man. Just not yeah. as funny. Not as laugh out loud. Not as I was just not as into this episode as, uh, yeah. as I'd wanted to be. Like if it pops on, I'd probably watch it. The, 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 I will say the thing with this episode is it does stand the test of time because I, I feel like if they were to make this episode exactly how they made it with maybe a few minor tweaks in today's age, it would work. Yeah. It, it would still work like 30 year difference. This episode still works in this day and age. Yeah. There was just too much weirdness for me. I just, couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't do it. All right. Yeah. So let's give you our character profile. And this week we have the, uh, Horrible, horrible KVBL <laughs> radio talk show host, Birch Barlow. 
His occupation, Springfield's favorite conservative radio talk show host, because he's the only one. So, yeah. um, wrote the well-selling book, Only Turkeys Have Left Wings. Uh, appeal really speaks to Homer and people like Homer. The uninformed voter. Yep. Um, deepest regret, supporting the prison pardon and mayoral candidacy of Sideshow Bob Twilliger. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's a pretty bad regret because after how yeah. everything turned. And even Bob, Bob went in on him. He's like, he's like, um, or Bart, you know, tried to say, oh, it was all his idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was not a good idea to, at least he, at least he regretted it. Yeah. I mean, he at least put his foot down and said, I, were, I well, we don't know that he never said that during the episode, but that's yeah. a pretty big regret. His turn-ons, Republicans, conservatism in all its forms, the muddied class, and donuts. Mm-hmm. And his turn-offs, Democrats, liberalism in all its forms, Mrs. McFarley's compost heap, and the bats in the public library. Nobody, well, nobody nobody likes the past of the public library. No. All right, guys, let's finish it off with where you can find us. Head over to Instagram and find us on there. The Simpsons did a pod head over to YouTube, type in the Simpsons did a podcast and check out all of our backlog episodes. Uh, you can give us a call um, on our phone number, 612-584-0986. Uh, let us know what you think about our podcast. Um, if you want us to talk about things in the future, or what we can do better, what you like, what you don't like, stuff like that. And we also have Jaden LeBron doing our amazing voicemail message. Uh, you can find us on uh, buymeacoffee.com backslash The Simpsons Did It. Uh, there you can donate to our podcast, um, give us a little money, and uh, we'll make sure to be able to continue our podcast into the future uh, with giveaways, stickers, merch, hopefully, stuff like that. So keep it on coming. And so until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.